welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Othman, a biblical church centered on Christ. Welcome to evening worship here at Broadway Baptist. We just concluded this past week Vacation Bible School, VBS. Our theme was Destination Dig. Do you know our high night, I believe was Tuesday night, we had children, 188 children that night. And um, that, did, that didn't break our record. A record in children we were trying to break was, I believe, 264. So we, we fell a little sh- short of our all-time children record goal, but we did overwhelmingly break our offering goal. In 2018, we always give our offering to the Kentucky Baptist Children's Home, which is now called Sunrise Children's Services. And what's powerful about of that place is it's it's a um, it's been in the news lately. Unfortunately, they've kind of run into some stuff with the governor, but it's children here in our church giving to other children, and that's always an encouragement and a blessing to be able to to be able to witness that. But we collected three thousand six hundred and forty six dollars. Our record, a previous record from three years ago was 1,664. So that's almost a $2,000 increase. I was so proud of these little children, especially the boys. The boys actually won. Boys have never won in our our penny war, offering contest between the boys and the girls. And they won this year. They brought in uh, $1,845, and the girls brought in $1,800. Only a $45 difference there between those two. So... That is a blessing to have children saved come here this past week hearing the gospel. So your giving and your faithfulness here at our church and your support. By the way, we had, I think, 93 different workers who were volunteering uh, the five nights, um, at least 93. So um, uh, the ones that had at least registered with that. But thank you so much for supporting VBS. Thank you for um, bringing your children for you bringing your grandchildren and certainly for volunteering. I wore my five different armbands, if you can see it, each night. Uh, we, we receive a different armband, has the different themes that we were learning about. So we here on Sunday night are going through the ten plagues. The plagues that Moses and Aaron would go and appear before Pharaoh. And one after another, we finally come to number ten. And number ten is what brought about and we remember it today, the Exodus. This is what we call Passover. The Exodus created the Passover event. And remember, it's during Passover season is when Jesus was crucified and was resurrected. And we're going to be looking at that. So I want you to open up your Bibles and turn to the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 11. We're going to be only looking at 10 Bible verses this evening. And they're powerful Bible verses because... This is the most stubborn man in the world. Now, God even hardened Pharaoh's heart. It wasn't solely just Pharaoh. But at this point here, plague number 10, the country of Egypt has been devastated by these plagues. God has literally destroyed all the different peoples, all the different things that have been going on here. So we're going to be here looking at our scriptures The Lord said to Moses, so God speaking to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. And now remember, uh, Pharaoh said, 
if you appear before me again, you will die. So Moses can't appear before Pharaoh again. That will be the very end of him. After that, he will let you go from here. So God's plan, God's purpose, is he's going to raise up Moses and Aaron one more time to say this will be the last time and you won't just let my people go. You actually drive the Hebrew peoples out of slavery and they will cross into the, across the Red Sea into the wilderness and go and worship the Lord. And they will be in that wilderness for 40 years. They've been in slavery here in Egypt for 400 years. Uh, Joseph led them down there for food. It says, when he lets you go, he will drive you out of here. Now announce to the people that both men and women should ask their neighbors for silver and gold items. So not only will they be able to be set free, they will actually loot, they will take the Egyptians' gold and silver. So they're going into the wilderness with some valuables. Remember, these folks had nothing. And the reason why I believe God is allowing them to do it, he's showing that he is with his mighty hand. It's not Pharaoh's hand. With his mighty hand, he's able to single-handedly just destroy and wipe out the, uh, the, all, all the Egyptians. Their nation, not only do they get their land destroyed, all of their wealth is gone. They have nothing. I mean, they are in a total rebuilding stage. It's almost like they went to battle and they battled against their slaves who didn't even fight. The Lord did everything. The Lord fought the battles with them. The Lord gave the people favor with the Egyptians. In addition, Moses himself, what that means there, the Lord gave the people favor with the Egyptians. The regular Egyptian people, they were scared to death at this point. They were so frightened. Remember, they had a heavy-handed Pharaoh. They had a king who ruled with an iron fist. And he was a stubborn man. And if you crossed him, you died. And, all, and the people have lost everything. Their livestock, they've lost their, uh, their land. Has been, uh, it's gone. They have uh, dealt with boils, I mean, just disease. It's been tr uh, devastating on their lives. So they're thinking, what do we need to do? We've got to stop this. We now have great respect for the Hebrews. And I think what we have to understand is Sometimes there's a difference between people who are in charge, their viewpoint. You know, they're, they're trying to hold on to their pride, their egos. And that's what Pharaoh is holding on to. He's a prideful, boastful man, arrogant man. But the everyday person, they're just thinking, I just, I just want to take care of my family. I just want to get by another day. I just want to provide for those. And the principle, I think, for us is that message of Moses was more received by the common Egyptians. They had more respect than Pharaoh did. But many ways, a nation, not many ways, in a lot of ways, a nation rises or falls on its leaders. Here, Egypt is going to fall based on its heroes. And its hero is Pharaoh. He's the leader and he's paying the price. You know, I think about yesterday. Yesterday I had the opportunity to go uh, to a road race right up the road here at Keeneland. It was just a little 5K, just around the pretty much parking lot, parking lot race there. Uh, and 
we were running around, and it was to, it was to remember what they call the honor flight. The honor flight are those that have served in World War II, the Korean War, or the Vietnam War. And we have an honor flight Kentucky that flies those veterans and one spouse to Washington, D.C. to look at those memorials for those that have died for our freedom. We're blessed to have people who have given their lives and not only that, who have served our nation and they, we recognize them with a special honor flight on a military airplane to, to Washington. And that race was uh, for proceeds and to bring attention to that organization because they do that. Well, we pay great respects for our soldiers, for our military leaders, for those that represent the United States. Here at VBS this past week, we would start our, our opening a ceremony, and we set a pledge of allegiance. We pledged our allegiance to our nation's flag. We are proud to be Americans. Then we pledged our allegiance to the Christian flag. We're proud to wave the white flag, which is a flag of surrender with the cross on it. We're proud that our name is written in heaven. The Christian flag represents who we are as a member of the body of Christ. And it's a universal flag. It's not just for America. You fly the Christian flag in all the different countries if you're proud to follow Christ. And we are. And not only that, then we pledged an allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. The Bible has God's word that saves us from our sins. It saves our souls. So we have an allegiance as Americans, as Christians, and certainly to God's Word, the Bible. And these Egyptians here, they have this allegiance. They're, they're members of Egypt, but they have seen by my leader's arrogance, his, his pride. It has caused the downfall of our country. And I want you to know our leaders, our leaders in Washington, our congressional representatives, our representatives there in Frankfurt, they also are worthy of our faithful prayers. You need to regularly be praying for your state and federal political leaders. They need to seek after God's wisdom because if they don't, they will find themselves just like Pharaoh. Are we led by a Pharaoh? A Pharaoh is someone who refuses to listen to the Lord. That's who Pharaoh is. A stubborn, arrogant man that just did not want to do anything Moses said. And even when he said he wanted to do it, he would go and change his mind. Now, sometimes that change of mind, the Lord changed his mind. Other times, he changed his mind himself. Goes on to say here, we're in the latter part of verse 3. The Lord gave the people favor with the Egyptians. In addition, Moses himself was very highly regarded in the land of Egypt by Pharaoh's officials and the people. At this point, they are scared to death of Moses. They have seen what this man can do. They've experienced the wrath of God by the words of Moses, and he is highly regarded. Moses is more regarded. A man of God is highly regarded. A man that loves the Lord, a man that is faithful to the Lord, he is highly regarded. You know, I think about here in our church, just to put this in the context, I think about Brother Jim Hurd. You know, my dad had a, 
a TIA, which is a precursor to a stroke, kind of what we call a mini-stroke, on Friday morning of this past week. Well, he went, the ambulance came to the house, took him to Baptist Health. He's there, um, uh, he, or he was there in the hospital. And sure enough, uh, while he was there, he had, gosh, hadn't he gotten to a regular room yet. Brother Hurd had called me, probably within an hour or so, asking how he was doing. At that point, he was just having a test run. He was just in a room. He was fine. 30 minutes later, he's there at the hospital, in the emergency room, visiting my father. My mom was so impressed. Brother Hurd has a faithfulness that earns and is worthy and deserving of that respect. Even my parents have great respect that they haven't even gotten admitted yet to a room. And Dad was fine, yet the ministry of Broadway Baptist Church is greatly enriched by, by godly men such as Brother Hurd. What's powerful about this is just like Moses, he is a godly man. Moses, Brother Hurd, these are the men that, that come with boldness and authority and speak on behalf of the Lord. And the people respond and they listen to that. They held them up high. Folks are looking for godly men and women who they can respect. You know, I taught VBS this past week and uh, I taught the older kids Bible time. And that's really the time that my main goal is to present the gospel to them and I kind of have to make it somewhat contemporary, uh, contextualize it for our time, somewhat silly, um, and then, but also shift it back to the good news that Christ came to save them. Uh, Christ died on their sins. Christ resurrected for the children. And the powerful point about that is God was speaking to those children. Those first few days, really first day, they didn't know what to expect. By the end of the week, they looked forward. They had an expectation. They looked, they longed, because we act out the Bible in our class. We try to bring the Bible to life, whatever our lesson is. We did bring the Bible to life, literally. And the goal is for us to be able to show God's Word. Children, it is true, it is alive, and it speaks to you. And I think those children had a respect for the Lord. Because they came every single night learning the scriptures, learning what God has to say for them. And I think the principle for us is that when we stand for God's word, even though the leadership might not respect it, the people here, they highly regarded Moses. Keep going here. Verse 4, Moses says, This is what the Lord says, About midnight I will go through Egypt, and every firstborn male in the land of Egypt will die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on the throne to the firstborn of the servant girl who is at the grindstones, as well as every firstborn of the livestock, then there will be a great cry of anguish throughout all the land of Egypt, such as never was before or never will be again. But against all the Israelites, whether people or animals, not even a dog will snarl so that you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. So here's the plague. This is the death of the firstborn. Pharaoh had a son. He had an oldest son. And God is going to move through midnight. He's going to come through. You know, last Sunday, I preached on the importance of an evening prayer. 
God speaks to us at night. We give our nights to God. You go to sleep thinking of the Lord. You wake up thinking of the Lord. You set your day because you have spent time with God. You begin your time with God. It changes your life. And it says here that they're all, they're all the people from the servants all the way to Pharaoh's house. If you were an Egyptian, your oldest son was going to die. But the distinction is the Hebrews, because they put blood on their door and on their mantle. God passed, he was going to pass over their homes. So he was going to move through the entire land, including Goshen, at midnight. And he was going to look to see if you had a lamb's blood on your door. You have heard folks say, you know, if you heard these instructions, they would definitely be putting tons, they would be dripping blood all over their door and their mantle with total trust in the Lord because they knew everything God has spoken through Moses has come true. And now if he has told me to do this, I will obey. Now you think about something like that. If God told us to do something unusual such as this, put blood on your door or on your mantle, would you do that? Would you slaughter an animal? Now obviously we, we don't typically do that, but I think the principle is if God asks you to do something odd, use something seem maybe messy, different, difficult, unusual, we're going to start thinking of excuses of possibly why we can't do it. But not Moses. He obeyed. He, he had witnessed, the people had witnessed all the great events. And that's one of the great things about spiritual growth. You have seen God move in their various areas of your life over the years. And you know Whatever you encounter, you can trust Him. We trust the Lord. He's going to get us through it. If God's Word says, this is why we pledge allegiance to the Bible. If God's Word tells us here, hey, I'm going to pass over. You need to be ready or your oldest son's going to die. And the oldest son is the heir, the family heir. And it goes on to say here in the Bible, but against all the Israelites, whether people or animals, not even a dog will snarl, so that you may know that the Lord makes a distinction between Israel and Egypt. All these officials of yours will come down to me and bow before me, saying, Get out, you and all the people who follow you. After that, I will get out. And he went out from Pharaoh's presence, fiercely angry. The Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. He would not let the Israelites out of the land. So what's happening here, God is telling him, you know, God, Pharaoh's not going to listen. Through all these first nine events, he still hasn't listened. Now we're coming to number ten. And each, each um, plague has multiplied upon itself. Do you know that's what sin does to us? That's what it says here, his, the Lord has hardened a Pharaoh's heart. Sin multiplies. It hardens. It's just like a layer. That is why the children at Bible school, VBS, they're so receptive to Jesus. Do you know why? 
they haven't been hardened by sin. They haven't, they haven't experienced as much in life. The longer you go through life, one of the dangers is your, your sensitivity to God. There's a hardness that develops. And part, part of spiritual growth so that you are aware of the presence of God is making sure you have not developed a hardened heart. Hard-hearted people do not listen to God. And what happens here is they go out and God speaks to them. Pharaoh's so arrogant, he doesn't want to hear it. The older people get, they feel like I've made it this far through life. I know what to do. I can handle it. I'll get through this myself. Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. It was God that was setting up for the exodus. It was God that brought you through whatever trial you're going through. It was God that brought you to this church. It was God that saved you maybe during VBS. It was God who all of a sudden gave you that comfort when the doctor gave you a bad diagnosis. When you didn't know the words to say. Maybe you needed to witness to someone. One of the greatest witnesses you can ever share is just telling the story of what God has done in your life. The Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart for a greater purpose to let his people go. We have to make sure we do not have a hardened heart. We want to be cautious and careful with the Lord, sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Do you know one of the great things about this story? Last thing I want to pull out here. Verse 8. All these officials, the officials are Pharaoh's officials. Look in your Bibles this. Will come down to me and bow before me saying, Get out, you and all the people who follow you. What's amazing about this story? Pharaoh told Moses, you appear before me again. I will kill you. Ninth plague. I never want to see your face again. And he doesn't. He doesn't ever see his face again. But do you know what? Pharaoh sent his officials to Moses. They bowed down. Moses, the plague started with Moses in front of the officials bowing down, showing respect. By plague number 10, it had totally reversed. Pharaoh's officials were coming and bowing down to Moses. God's miracle is a miracle of reversal. When you, This is what salvation is. You're going one way in life. You're living for yourself, living a wicked, sinful life. And God starts working God does miracles in your life and you change directions and you go towards Him. It's a miracle of watch me change your hearts. One of the great things what the gospel does is it transforms your life. Jesus transforms who you are. Have you been transformed by Jesus? Have you experienced the power of Jesus' resurrection? He was dead and He's alive again. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. 
Just like I prayed with the children throughout this whole week about receiving Christ in your life. If you want to make that commitment to the Lord, you can do that right now. All right, I want you to bow your head. Close your eyes. And God hears your prayer. You're going to cry out to Him. Ask Him to soften your heart. Say, God, I don't want to have a hardened heart. People with hard hearts don't respond to God. We respond to God. Pharaoh didn't respond to God. His officials wanted to respond to God, but Pharaoh couldn't do it. But you can do it. You bow your head. God, I pray. You pray along too. That I soften my heart. That I'm sensitive to your Holy Spirit. Lord, save me. Lord, forgive me. Lord, cleanse me. Jesus, from this day on, I'm yours. Help me each and every day live for you. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In your name I pray. Amen. I want you to look up. The Bible says, if you said that prayer, that's what it means to confess with your mouth. That's Romans 10.9. You're confessing with your mouth verbally that Jesus is Lord. And then you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead. That's the resurrection, the new life. That's that transformation. The Bible says, if you confess and you believe, you will be saved. That is salvation. God saved the Hebrews here, and He can save you too. God bless you. I will see you here next Sunday. God is doing a mighty thing. Next Sunday is the 4th of July. So I might actually take a time uh, to, uh, to break off from this here because we're getting into chapter 12. And I want to have a special message for uh, July 4th about our nation, a special time of what does it mean to be an American? What does it mean to maybe live in a country that doesn't maybe honor the Lord like it did in 1776? But the great news is we don't live for our country. We are citizens of heaven first and Americans, citizens of our country, second. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Let me know. Reach out to me if you prayed and received Christ. We have baptism coming up about three, four weeks here at Broadway. God's doing great things here. I trust I will see you again next week. God bless you.